0: All right. so, hi. Hello. I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is... Rise in a Region. Yeah, the podcast where we talk about Scam and its many parallel universes. (laughs) Yes, and this week, tonight, whatever, we're going to Viva La France. Yeah, yeah, to France! (laughs) So yeah, we're doing Scam France, which famously is my least favorite remake. Okay. But I was going in with an open heart. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know, I ended up being a mostly pleasant experience. Okay. Now, Scam Friends, I think, has kind of like a mixed place in the Scam fandom, right? So it was the first remake, and those first two seasons are a little bit of a copy-paste.
1: Mm-hmm. Many
0: would argue. Honestly, we don't know. We haven't watched them. Shh, <laughs> secret. <laughs> Will we ever, who knows, know that I could ever watch Manon and Charles? I don't know that I can do it.
1: I, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I draw the line.
0: Yeah, and then we've seen three, four, and five, and so so they also have the distinction of being the first one to create like their first original season, first with season five with Archer, and then now to be the first ones to create the new generation, which is what people I think people call it like um the the family Lemif Lemif is that Le what they call yeah. It? yeah yeah so I think yeah that's I meant to look
1: up what that what that means and I don't know I doesn't forgot. it mean the family. I think it's wait familia is like italian probably i think it's the same thing in french though isn't it unless it's like right. an acronym for something
0: yeah it's a it's a slang for family oh i see yeah slang i was like the subtitles one of the times said family mm-hmm. and so i just clung to that that's so literal <laughs> family, like who calls their friend group that even though if you you feel
1: like fam let's go to the movies or whatever you don't actually call each other anyway whatever
0: <laughs> so yeah and so uh Lola is kind of like our view into this and then I'd say they have a mixed bag because you know they had some successes with the seasons it's definitely been popular but like honestly I think they lost a lot of the audience in the last season that they aired like I didn't even know that this season aired and I was like oh okay that makes sense like the last one is it season 10 yeah okay but it's actually been renewed for two more seasons you're kidding <laughs> yeah 11 and 12 but okay so the other thing that I wanted to mention was that this is the last season with the original writer like the guy who did all the OG or uh, the adaptations of the original ones uh David I-, I wrote his last name and I literally don't know how to spell it I I, I don't know what I wrote guy I don't know. David. David. okay So, this is the last season with David. 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 See? <laughs> and then seasons seven through 10 have a female showrunner, I think. And then I think the next one's also going to have a female writer. We can talk about that later. Because so I'm like, I did not realize that the next season was the one that was like controversial. But we'll talk about not controversial. I actually think people like the next season. Wait, sorry. When you say next season, you mean the next from the one we just watched, seven? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, basically, the people that they chose as mains. For a lot of the other seasons are low bullies. Yeah. Well, okay. I have thoughts on that. But Not good. more. And, and I knew about one of them. I didn't realize the season 10 was about the other. So there's like two, like out of the four seasons, uh-huh. two of those are the bullies. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cause I'll, just a sneak peek for one of my thoughts for the whole thing was that like Tiffany feels like such a missed opportunity for me in this season and well, then Tiffany
0: is the main character of the next season
1: and then I saw yeah that on the list she was the next season so and I was you, like oh and good do you, and do you know who her love interest is uh no it's Max from Lemith oh okay interesting mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so. I actually thought he was a missed
0: opportunity as well. And me, me too. Like the way that people have talked about him online, I really thought that he was a larger part of this season. No, he's and barely he, in it. His yeah,
1: is, is it Sedu? I can't remember the the, the other guys. Uh, Sa- the guy? Saku, Saku, I think. Saku, Saku. Yeah. yeah, Saku. I really, I really enjoyed him. We'll Chandler. get into this more. Yeah, Joe so a little annoying, but we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> Joe is also a major. She's a love interest later on. So they do Tiffany, then they do maya i think i saw uh, that yeah then they do uh bilal who's a new character i i, I don't know who he is yet I think, but... it's wrong. I think it's bilal and then maya maya is nine okay so then you're right it's yes. bilal and then maya then i yeah so then they started to lose people by the time they had bilal not because they didn't love bilal but because the second half of the season became all about joe and people were like no i'm here for bilal like why is this about joe right and then it was maya they definitely lost lot of the audience there really people are very protective of Mila. uh that's uh maya and lola and, oh, and because it gets they probably split up and yes and i think they also because like i haven't seen it like to me it kind of makes sense in some sense but they're like okay i could get behind it i just think that this writer doesn't understand the essence of this couple is and she, to be fair that writer did not write this season so i don't right, know right 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 might have had um, their own version yeah Yeah, and then 10 is Anais, who is the girl who was, who in the end of this season. um, Oh, it takes the video. Yeah, it takes the video.
1: Yeah, because I I looked at the list and I was wondering who Anais
0: was. So, okay, that answers my question. And then 11 and 12, we don't know who it would be. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what I'm saying. It's like a mixed bag because it's definitely popular. But Anais season, I was like, oh, that's the thing that happened. (laughs) Completely missed it. Had no idea. But people still have a love, love for it. And um, So the reason that I wanted to kind of talk about this season more per episode, it's weird because I don't think the season is perfect, right? At Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. But, okay, first of all, I think it benefits from having an original character, right? So I don't have all these preconceptions to it. Yeah, totally. I feel like I understand the character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they give her a lot of space on her own too, which is something we've criticized of a lot of the remakes where I'm like, well, if it's the main character, I want to be in their headspace, right? Yeah. And so... so even though it still falls into all the impulses of France that I don't always love, the drama, the heightened drama, (laughs) taking it, I was kind of like game for it here. I was like, sure, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. And it still feels like someone, the reason that I was also out of the story episode by episode is because to me, it felt like for the first time in a while in these remakes, it felt like someone who was writing episode by episode. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I mean, where you could see a concrete like arc for each episode, which which was there, but I don't know if that's what you mean. Okay. yes, That is what I mean, actually. Okay. And I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh in the last couple of seasons that we've seen, but I just felt like, oh, I might not agree with all the choices he makes. And I do think that there are mixed opportunities, but this is a person who knows how to write. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm giving them too much credit, but I was just like, okay. <laughs> and, and like, I was like, okay, I see some of the arcs here. I think this is interesting. Maybe this doesn't fall. I like how this back. And so overall, I think to me it was successful in a lot of those kind of like beats where I was like, okay, this is a complete interesting story. And so yeah, again, I'm, I'm trying to be, have a nice heart out here. I do think <laughs> it's a complete interesting story. And I really liked Lola. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Lola yeah. coming in.
1: I was going to ask you, what was the reception to her in the whole season in general? I'm curious.
0: Definitely mixed. I think I was trying to find more of the reception on Tumblr, but it was like so long ago at this point mm-hmm. that it was so hard to find a lot of those posts. I remember people didn't like the pacing and really had a problem with it towards the end of the season. So I was trying to find the things that they hated. And I was kind of struggling with what was it that they hated? So maybe if someone wants to <laughs> let us know what was yeah. it that they hated so much? I mean, some criticism was, like, not everyone loved the way that was, like, Elliot was kind of shoehorned into this Mm storyline. But I bought it. I was like, okay, one, he's a beloved character. You're never going to be able to have his own season. And I think they did enough work that I was like, yeah, sure, why not? These, Yeah. yeah." I liked, I actually really liked the way they balanced the old and
1: the new generation. And, like, how you still got a little taste of the old, um, you know, the characters you've known to love and grown with and and you can kind of see them continuing on in their lives just you sort of get little glimpses and I really liked that um, including how she ends up meshing with Daphne's friends some yeah. of them anyway yeah yeah. yeah
0: yeah I agree I agree and I also thought it was interesting to see them from her perspective. Yes, <laughs> almost like especially in the beginning
1: when they're so annoying, like and they're and they're hugging every five seconds. Yes, and she of course, I mean to her of course when she's when who she's being very lonely and feeling low and loves her. I can
0: totally I loved how she's like mm, she's like glowering at them, you know, like <laughs> yes, exactly. So I thought that was interesting, and and again they were obviously the first to do it, but I I find it really fascinating that sort of the way in that so many. I say so many of the remakes as if there's only two that have had an extended generation. Uh, (laughs) Like a new generation is is like as a sibling, right? Uh, Of of the building character. And of the same character. Of the same character. So that is really fascinating. Uh, And I thought they actually did a really good job with Daphne here too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really liked Daphne. I love, I think that actress is so good. I can't remember what I thought of her in previous seasons, but I thought she was fantastic here. I
0: think I've always liked her more than you did.
1: Okay. You were like, she's fine, whatever. Yeah, I I feel like she's grown up a little bit or something. And she had a really hard role, I think, in this season. Yes, like uh, A lesser good actress, it would have been very weepy and pathetic a little bit, you know, but she she gave it this
0: kind of strength and vulnerability. And and same thing for Lola. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's what I was going to say about like, it's totally leaning on these dramatic, big, aspects that france loves but i think the actors like really solid and the the truth in the basic relationships i felt it and so like Mm -hmm. again as long as i'm feeling and i can forgive a lot
1: yeah yeah that's true i think my review will be very very mixed i guess is probably best i can say i can definitely name things i thought were great and loved about it mostly i think the cast i mean definitely like all the execution of it is very, very professional. Like, it's just like a, like a, you know, like a professional television, level. like, I don't know. That sounds like I'm almost like, what else do I expect? Like I'm putting it
0: down, but it's, you know, even that can be a lot to expect. Yeah, I mean, I think for- david's last season right david's last season like i think at this point it was like a little bit of a well-oiled machine for him right like exactly yeah yeah so you could you could tell that
1: but at the same time there were all these things that didn't work for me and i kept going back and forth on both identifying what do- isn't working for me and what the cause of that is and every time i would sort of think i have it nailed when i sort of wrote it out in my notes or when i was thinking it i was like but that sounds like a good thing why is that work in concept and not in my opinion in the way it was executed so i i might by the end of this conversation talk myself into loving this season (laughs) predictable ending
0: (laughs) okay Um, so let's kind of like i guess let's start with episode one we're gonna try this whole sort of summarizing sort of what happens and then talking it through right uh but yes the first episode essentially is we meet lola she uh is out in the world as she turns to do a lot on her own and a, a, a recurring Sort of visual of the season is that Daphne is texting her, "Where are you? Where are you? Where are you?" And Lola right. is like, "Ignore." Uh, yeah. Right. And then their we get- mom, their mom has just died.
1: Like that yep. has already happened, and it picks up right at the like the day after kind of thing. And we find out she the the first episode I remember because I freaking loved the first episode. Like I loved it. I was super excited for the rest of the season after that first episode. Yeah, her mom has just died. She is in rehab or some sort of therapy, like has a yeah, psychologist. Yeah, so, she, so
0: we, we meet her quickly at the therapist. And the pre- therapist is trying to be like, are you feeling? And she's like, I don't feel anything. Uh-huh. And, then, uh-huh. and then immediately after that, we see her at a bar, like drowning out her feelings because she yes. does feel something. Yes, right? and we see her pick up a guy, I think. Yes.
1: So she's dealing with the feelings that she says she doesn't have by all kinds of, let's say, risky behavior.
0: And, yeah. So so yeah, it's made really clear that Lola is an addict she accepts this about herself, but currently has no desire to really make that change. Yeah, right? she's uh,
1: she has community service or
0: something, and that's when she meets Maya. Yes, although she, yeah, she 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 meets Maya more towards the end. But yeah, for sure. Um, and I just wanted to point one thing because I just thought it was so funny because it opens with her like taking pictures of the broken glass, and then she actually actually that time she doesn't post it on her Instagram, but we get the reveal. Actually, I think at the bar that this is her thing, like her aesthetic on her Instagram is to take pictures of broken things because that's how she sees herself. Uh And that's the type of thing where I'm like, okay, way to be obvious. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, Lola would. A hundred percent. That is
1: exactly what I'm talking about when I say, when she said that line in the bar, I rolled my eyes really hard, <laughs> even though I was actually really enjoying the episode. But I was like, oh, come on. Like, that's so like, ugh, get over yourself. And, and But at the same time, then I immediately catch myself and think like, yeah, that's what this kind of angsty 16 or I don't know how old she's supposed to be like 16, 17 year old girl yeah. would totally do. Exactly. So I was
0: like, yeah, I totally, I totally go for it. But yes, so let's go back. So yes, yeah, so in this episode, she does meet Maya. She's finishing her community service, but this is where she finally mm-hmm. meets Maya. They're picking up trash together. They find a condom. Neither wants to pick it up. This is how we find out that Maya is um, a lesbian, right? She's, right. She's she likes... never to the guy, she says. Yeah. <laughs> and then other than that, I think the big beats here is... Daphne, we see the dad is really broken up about the mom's death. We Well, there's like the big, big ending cliffhanger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. we're not we're not quite there. OK, OK. Uh, I just wanted to mention that then uh, they go to pick up the flowers for the funeral. Yeah, And Daphne has like a big breakdown moment because she doesn't know their mom's favorite flowers. Mm-hmm. And Lola is all like, just pick the cheapest. We don't have the money. Who cares? She's dead. She doesn't care. And that's something that's gonna come around in the last episode. Yeah. This is what yeah. I mean about like, here's someone who like knows how to ride. And it's like yes. for better or for worse. Like, yes, just, there's like setup and payoff. And so I don't know. I was just really happy to see that because I think I've been frustrated at times with. Sometimes a lack of care with these types of details, and I love when I see these types of details, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of the other versions of of seasons, they get very like meandering
1: a little bit. And, exactly. And this is very clearly thought out from beginning to
0: end. And I, yeah, there's a few other setups and payoffs that come in. That yeah, last and episodes. so yeah, so the other the other little thing is that we see her like uh, DMing this guy, we assume named Benny. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a person that we understand Lola really depends on. Yeah, and then and then. Kind of like, okay, before we go to the funeral, this is what I mean. This was the moment where I was like, I think I is really, really love the episode. This was the moment where I was like, okay, yes, this is exactly what I want from my uh, scam mains. Like, we see Dad and Daphne grieving together on the table, looking at the pictures. Lola is by herself in the balcony, having a smoke. Then she goes into the mom's room. She just is walking around, smelling everything. Uh-huh. She picks up the mom's flask and is completely quiet. Yeah, but it's just such a beautiful moment. I completely understand. Yeah, everything she is feeling the good and the bad, the complicated. Yeah. And so it's like, yes, this is what I want. The
1: storytelling of that first episode is so great. I like few minutes into it, the way they dole out the opening information is Mm So good. And I love when shows do this really well, when they're just sort of giving you enough to be like, wait, what? What's going
0: on? But you're asking yeah. in like an engaged way, not a confused yeah. so, way. So you have the thing, you have the mom's death. You have her constantly being like, well, he's not my dad. And you're like, right? Okay, well, you're asking all these questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, and then it all kind of comes at the funeral, where before we get to the drama, that's where she officially meets Elliot. So that mm-hmm. connection starts there. And Daphne is supposed to be giving the eulogy, but she breaks down. So Lola takes over and... And
1: she starts reading this beautifully prepared speech that Daphne wrote and then like crumbles up the paper, throws it away and is like, look, this is all bullshit. My mom was, I don't think she she's a terrible person, but she was, she was an alcoholic. And she, she says my mom was not exceptional. Right, right. She wasn't exceptional. And actually a few years, like 17 years ago, she had an affair and that's who my father.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and she was drop, like, walk away. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> and this shattered me and this shattered my family and uh, I'm not part of this family anymore. And goodbye. Yeah, and like F her kind of and implied. She, yeah. She yeah, just like yeah. runs out and and out of outside yeah. of the church is when she's finally able to cry. And I thought that was really fantastic
1: writing in that whole episode. The chemistry with Maya's great. The chemistry with Elliot's great. The chemistry with her family, even though it's yes. conflicting, is great. Yeah, I agree. The, I also really love a a thing about the show that I or the season rather that I really love is this. Of her anger at her mom, and obviously this is like way jumping ahead, but like basically the I feel like the arc or the lesson of the season on on that specific topic is life is short. Like people, things can happen, people die, and like these things that you're so angry about that you just really you know have some against someone. Like in the grand scheme of things, is so unimportant. Like one day they're not going to be there, and you're not going to be able to talk to them about this, or you're not going to be able to take back what you said. And I think of all the pieces of the season, that's probably, at least in thematic pieces, that's my favorite. And I, I really appreciate them doing that. So I love how, you know, her
0: starting so <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> um, yeah, we're like- Where she ends up is good. Yes, for sure. And I think we also get the benefit of like, well, I think we've had like dramatic things with parents, but not so much. Like, I don't know why this just came to mind. Like, do you remember and Druk were- alexander and what's your name mia are on a date and then suddenly he's all like sorry my mom died oh yeah and then it's like <laughs> okay what and it, because it's alexander like you don't really get to like that's just like a thing.
1: Wait, didn't that happen in netherlands also i just realized
0: didn't that happen in the maybe, second season of netherlands? Oh, no, maybe, maybe it was netherlands i i just could perfectly picture no you're right it was netherlands yeah it was netherlands because now i'm picturing that emo boat like his hair his like emo hair, hair. his emo yes. hair the church yes you're right you're right yeah it's like wait that doesn't quite f- I was trying to be like when would that have happened in Drew? but no you're right it was another answer oh my god I'm so sorry forgive me yes because <laughs> they were so insane sometimes and then they were like okay moving on <laughs> I, I love how- I, I love it it's so crazy I love it so much like I, me it, too me too me too 100% but here yeah. they're like no no we're gonna like just be in this grief.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is about somebody dealing with their mom dying and all the unresolved things that come out of that. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind <laughs>
0: of like where where episode two starts off, right? Yeah. So like we have Lola waking up with a guy she just hooked up with and he's all like, oh, let's do it again. And she's like, my mom just died. And then he laughs, laughs and she's like, no, really. And then when she makes it home, Daphne's angry at her for ruining the funeral and she's angry at Daphne. She's like, I'm tired. I... I don't, and I'm, I don't have time for this. And then Daphne's so in her anger that she's the one who says we're not a family. Isn't that what you've been saying? And dad has to come in and kind of like trying to calm the situation. Now try to perhaps for the first time in a very long time, see things from Lola's perspective <laughs> and which a small step for him and be like, you know, everyone grieves differently. She has a right to be angry, but it's just, it's a lot of strong feelings. Nothing really gets resolved. Yeah. And then she actually runs out again. And that's, I think that's the first time we see her in the location in a rooftop where she messages Benny. That's going to be important later yes. on. Yes. Yes. She like that, sends a picture. A, yeah. She sends the picture to Benny and everything. Right. By I the way, it. I just
1: realized, I think, do we forget mentioning this in the first episode or maybe it only is in the second episode where she meets Tiffany and the other girls? Is that in this episode? I think it's in this episode. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then another plot point in this
0: episode. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. Uh, But first we meet, oh, it has
1: to be, because in this one
0: is the other thing that
1: happens. Yeah, exactly. So you're
0: right, you're right. So she is in, in the first episode, she is in school, and she meets Tiffany, who's like him, the crash representative, she's offering her condolences. She also says, I lost someone,
1: too, which... I actually like that they never answer what that is. At first, I was annoyed that they didn't, but then I. What also, especially when I realized that she's gonna have her own season, I was like, "Oh,
0: I actually really like that they just leave that unresolved." Yeah. So yeah. So no, you're right. Because now we're back at school. Loha and Daphne are still mad at each other, so uh, Daphne will not sit with her even though Basil is like, "No, okay, let me go sit with Daphne." <laughs> uh, but then Tiff and the other two friends, and and I don't know what the other one is called, do sit with her, and we do actually. Sort of see Lola be receptive to some extent to yeah to f- Yeah. I mean, she's a little like looking at them like they're aliens,
1: <laughs> but at the same time, it's hard. I'm not entirely sure how, yes, she's kind of receptive. I think because she's so lonely and like needs just like someone there. But at the same time, it's also maybe a little bit of just like
0: shock or lostness. Like, she and almost... I, think, I think a little bit showing Daphne that she doesn't need her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She almost seems to be going with it almost like going with the flow it's like too much energy or too much trouble to say no yeah
0: yeah a little bit yeah uh and so they invite her to a party on friday and she hesitates but says yes pretty quickly yes yeah and then so she goes back to community service she meets up with lola again sorry with maya again we get the first like real flirty flirty thing between them uh-huh the like i'll show you how to plow this land <laughs> dirt, right no per- no like metaphors there no no metaphors at all It's like okay and then maya invites her to a party lola already has plans so she says so but maya's like ah clearly you're homophobic and so they yeah. have a fight about it
1: i also really enjoyed that dynamic i liked maya who i I think a little bit is too angelic in the rest of the season like she's too perfect but i like that here she has a a flaw you know yeah
0: yeah she overreacts yeah i i mean overall i really like maya and i like that she does have her own tragic backstory, but she doesn't let it overtake uh-huh. Lola's season. But I do agree with you a little bit. I thought that the pacing was really interesting, like that they sort of gave them a lot of breathing room to get to know each other for a scam season before they even kiss mm-hmm. and all of that. But yeah, I do a little bit think that she might be perhaps a little bit too perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. A little too much like a suffering, like tolerating all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be to talk here about for that. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they kind of are getting closer and then she's going to, she goes to the party first. The, well, so Maya
0: invites her. Yes, but there is an important thing right before that where we actually see Tiff and Lola hang out again and Tiff takes a picture oh, right. with yeah. the two of them. And then yes. Lola's all like, I don't have an Instagram because she doesn't want to show them They're all whole like. I'm it inside Instagram aesthetic. (laughs) She's aware enough to know how cringe it is. (laughs) Yeah, and then also, and then uh, the other thing that I do think that they do a really good job with, I mean, it's a minor thing, but we do see uh, Basil basically go to Lola and try to mend Mm -hmm. this, like, broken relationship between Daphne and Lola, essentially, who essentially... Haven't really spoken in three years. Since her hospitalization, basically. Since her hospitalization. Yeah. Ha- since yeah, hospi- Lola's hospitalization. Yeah. yeah since Lola's hospitalization, once she came back, she like uh, kind of put up her, yeah, put up her, her walls out. Yeah. for that. And I think Basel's just trying to be like, your mom just died. You guys need each other. Like, this is the time when you make those um, steps. Yeah. But Lola being Lola, she obviously tries to, like, dismiss it. But we know she's, we know she's listening. Yeah, And you, and yeah. you see that, yeah. I was going
1: to say, Basil is the uh, unsung hero of the season. Where, uh, he has all these little moments. And and I love him. And <laughs> I wanted to, want to shout out the first episode where, where- I could not stop laughing at the expression on his face when Lola's giving her speech at the funeral. Um, He's just sort of like in the background. You're like, you're not supposed to look at him at all. But like <laughs> I did. And it's he's the best. Uh, it's no, just I, like... I
0: actually I actually think him and Arthur are like great in the background, like the whole yes. season. Yeah, they're totally. always like they're always like comforting each other, holding hands, joking uh-huh. around, like being besties. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And then immediately after the speech, we do actually Lola kind of do her first reaching out to Daphne because Daphne's Mm -hmm. crying about finding out like the mom's sweater, favorite sweater that she hadn't been able to find. That was heartbreaking. Sorry, that felt super real to me. Well, again, everything about that dynamic felt real to me in that, yes, the tears of finding this one insignificant thing that in that moment feels like the most significant thing in the world. Yeah. And then Lola trying to break that with yeah, I remember. She said she thought I had stolen it.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like both her like blurting out at, out of her anger, but then also immediately kind of realizing that she yes. did that and kind of wishing she could
0: take it back a little, and and then offering them to hang out with with yeah with Daphne. So yeah, it's like I like I just, that, and that was another beautiful one. Okay, so now yeah. we do get to party time. So let's talk about party time. Yeah. So
1: first, Lola goes to the first party she's invited to, which is Tiffany's party, or. Yeah, the one she Tiffany invited her to, and um, people her the two friends are there. They're already drunk. It seems like a normal house party, and nothing special. But then one of the two friends shows Lola that picture that Tiffany took with like the most obnoxious inscription that was like, "Your mom might have died, but at least you now have friends." Like, yeah, yeah. now, now you gained,
0: now you gained a friend. Yeah, and it's yeah, and she posted it on Instagram for everyone to see.
1: Yeah, and so. At first, I was like, "Does the show want us to think this is okay?" Because no, that's no, really no. fucked up. Yeah, that and is. Luckily, it doesn't because then she goes in and just slaps the shit out of uh, Tiffany and totally deserved it. I don't care. I immediately when it happened, I was like, "I bet there was a lot of discourse about this on on Tumblr or whatever." And I'm like, "I don't care. The girl deserved it. She shouldn't have done it." But the girl deserved it.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> Both we, we, things can be true. Which is what Daphne's going to say next episode, and we agree with her. Yeah. Yeah. And so after this, what does she decide
1: then? Then she goes to the Maya's party. Yeah. Or the one that Maya invited her to. Which is like, a, this is where we learn about, is it Ur-Ex? exploring. Yeah. Urban exploring. I guess Maya and her friends are into this, which is where they just like break into or explore abandoned places. And we meet all the friends. So there's Max who we, I think in the same episode find out is trans or maybe in the one next episode,
0: maybe. I think it might be next episode, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, wait, that has to be Tiffany's love interest because that's all I knew about Tiffany's right. love interest.
1: Uh, there's Seku, who's another guy in the group who's very like a nerdy kind of facts guy. And yeah. then there's Joe, who's the Chris, like almost the equivalent of the ne- of new generation Chris. And then she's supposed oh, to be like the odd yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think uh, th- there aren't like clear equivalents, but she's
0: supposed to be sort of the oddball one. And this is also the first time that we visit what's going to be a kind of like a recurring location for our Urbex and, and Lamif, La which is... I don't know how to say it in English. Oh, I think it's a hypodrome. Hypodrome, thank you. It's just I was kept saying it in Spanish. Hipodromo. So yeah, then yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't, and then I would write it, and then I wouldn't know how to say it in English. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, and then we also see Elliot. Yeah, and so
1: then it turns out Elliot is like a rock star in this Urbex world because as soon as he shows up, Joe and the other guys too, but like Joe is definitely like oh my God, it's him, it's she like totally fangirls out. And then he comes over and immediately
0: says hi to Lola. And literally everyone's like, you know him. So so he won her her a lot of brownie points with Maya herself says, like, you don't understand how.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, she's kind of been accepted into this group as a result of that.
0: Yeah, and like what I do kind of like, I make I just made a note of it that the episode sort of ends with like the first time we really see uh, Lola smile, and it's at mm. Maya as they're kind of like joining her friends and Elliot, who's like tagging Joe's moped. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um,
1: I I I think this is the first moment where I kind of thought I actually don't like. I, I don't like something about this. And I, I, this, in this case, I can articulate what I think it is. Okay. I, the, 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 you know, Elliot being her, uh, like in a lot of ways, this is like a wish fulfillment moment, right? It's like when you're the like lonely girl and you're like in this group and then along comes someone you happen to know who's like a superstar. Okay. But like your sibling's like cool friend. I don't know. I feel like that feels. Well, that's what I mean about it being wish fulfillment And I like that actually. I'm not saying that's bad. Okay. But, but, I as her entry ticket into this group of friends, from a writing perspective, I'm not sure, but I think I would have preferred or I think would have been a smarter choice to have it be something that's hers, like, whatever, just like, you know, she actually knows how to DJ really well. I'm just making shit up. I don't know. But like, just something that is it's not, it's it's something external to her. Like she didn't do anything to earn
0: anything. You know, she just sort of was like there or he- Yeah, there. that is, I think, I think I see your point, right? Because you can kind of even understand what some of the reluctance, especially of Max and Joe and Sakutu, to accept her, even though it doesn't take them that long, or to hesitate on wanting her to be with Maya because what they know about her is more of like she's an addict and a hot mess, right? So yeah. like, what else has she got? yeah they
1: can and then like include. a guy who they like and also don't know yes knows her. okay like good for you like i don't know there's something so i think it's like a minor point in a way but i i do i don't know whatever if i were like giving notes on this script or whatever i think i would have n- noticed that and even i i feel like you could have done both i mean obviously time is a constraint but if something else had happened in the scene and then it was followed up by elliot or the other way around even yeah uh, yeah but just something I'm, i guess i'm thinking of like scenes when evan and isak like run away from the halloween party and mm-hmm. they're and they're they're riding on their bikes uh or, or on one bike actually and then in, a, in another version of the show now i can't remember which version but they also did the same thing where they're like multiple people on bikes just kind of riding around and it's these it's just it's like nothing moment nothing really much happens but there's something about it that feels theirs and earned you know anyway yeah, yeah, yeah as a comparison that just popped into my head at the, when i was watching
0: it No, fair enough. Uh, Okay, that leads us to episode three where Maya, Lola, and Lemif are still, it's 6 a.m. and they're still having the time of their lives. Yeah. Specifically, Lola and Maya are talking. And this is where we kind of get a tragic backstory time for That's right. Yeah, we
1: find out Maya's parents died in a car accident when she was very young and she was raised in foster homes and some of them were not great, especially when they found out that she was gay. And that's basically all we get here at this point I think
0: well she dropped out of high school she works at uh she works at the grocery store and she is a vegetarian (laughs) right (laughs) right 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 right. Uh uh-oh because I think they do enough with give them like really fun conversations charming conversations with the two of them but I think you're right that they don't have a thing right uh and I don't I I, that's been my complaint with other romances in the remakes Uh where I'm like but what is there? thing right yeah
1: (laughs) I agree I agree and I this is another one of those things where I'm gonna be like very of two minds about it I really love the two actresses I think they have great chemistry they have a lot of great dialogues every Mm -hmm. if any specific scene if I pulled it out I'd be like yeah this is a good scene I especially these early ones where they're just getting to know each other and yet by the time I think one of the other characters says to, I think Max says to Lola, she's falling for you. I'm like, is she? Like
0: <laughs> That feels yes, very unearned. Exactly. I agree. Also because like, that's why I was like, on the one hand, I really liked the pacing because I liked that they would take their time with it. But on the other hand, I had a similar reaction of when Max says that of, is she, because I didn't fully buy it. And again, I've seen many of these re- seasons where I totally believe that by episode four these people are in love I'm like absolutely yes, 100% yes.
1: I went the same thought process where I thought back on other couples and I'm like but well, this is like on schedule like why you yeah. know what I mean like it why and they've had a lot of scenes together and, and I really like
0: them too yeah so I, I can't pinpoint it either I still like totally ship them totally think that oh, yeah. their relationship is really beautiful and I love it but yeah there was something where I was like I don't know. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess maybe. Yeah. If Max is telling. I believe Max. I believe Max. Sure. I, be- I, I believe it, but I don't believe in the show. And then as Lola's behavior gets worse,
1: I feel like that the their failure to make me feel that where I feel like they're telling me these two girls are in love and like everything I'm seeing on screen is telling me that, including the two girls when they're together. But I but that I don't see why made made that second half especially when lola's behavior starts getting worse and worse towards maya made it hard to anyway we'll get into more detail but made it hard to like not hard to watch but like hard to Mm -hmm. believe or i guess i would say i think lola doesn't suffer enough consequences for the things she says and does i guess and that's like in brief of what of what's to come later yeah
0: I mean, but Lola would say she's been suffering the consequences for three years. I don't know. I actually, we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. we will talk. Because I think that's actually part of the
1: problem. But I think that you're totally right that she would say that.
0: Oh, I do. I do want to point out this is th- that Lola does actually confide in Maya that her mother has also just passed away. Right. And so like, it's like in a weird way to me, episode one, two, and three is like a little mini arc. And then it gets ruined of Lola sort of accepting her mother's death. Not necessarily dealing with it, but accepting the complicated nature of it, and it's also through her relationship with Daphne. So I think like that—that's the first time that you see that she's like, okay, Daphne and I are going to be okay. It's episode three, then the dad immediately ruins it three three seconds later. But I was yeah. like, okay, I believe this. I like this. Like to me, that worked.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have a question actually. In the timeline of this world, I don't remember how did Lola or anyone find out about the affair. Do you remember?
0: No, I don't remember how she says how she could out about it. I but... feel like
1: she said it at the funeral speech, but I can't remember what it is.
0: No, I okay. think she might have said it after, but she, she said it was about three, three or four years ago. That's what started her harming herself.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's my, so that's my next question. So she finds that out. It shatters her sense of self and family. Understandable. She starts self-harming. She gets put into a hospital. She at the hospital, she meets another guy, uh, the older guy, the the patient. Yeah. Whose name I can't think of right now, but I I wrote it, but yeah. With an A, but yeah. Anyway. And he's actually an addict. He gets her addicted. She comes out of the hospital. Now she's addicted and she's dealing with those issues and then um family completely sh- you know she's not connected to the family or you yeah know, and then her mom dies of a just randomly of a heart attack right
0: yes that's a, that's what she says to Lola here this, I think that's the first sorry it's Maya that's the first confirmation that we kind of have of that okay that it was a heart attack yeah
1: yeah and then at some point also in that she ended up with
0: a therapist and a community service yeah some sort of community service yeah yeah okay yeah. And she's supposed to submit like a blood test every month, which comes up. Yeah.
1: So another thing that's happening in this story in this um, episode is that it's uh, Daphne's birthday, her 18th birthday. Yep.
0: It's Daphne's birthday and dad forgot. Yeah.
1: Which I thought was actually a great scene. Uh, yes. When she's like, it's your daughter's 18th birthday. And, birthday. <laughs> and he's like, oh, um, yeah, that was that was very authentic. And like, I felt for him, actually. Uh, yeah,
0: for sure. I think they do a really good job with the dad, too. Like, I'm never a teen dad, but I get it. Like, I get him. Yeah, I feel like we get in a very kind of like teen in the family
1: point of view, the, the parents, you, you don't fully get what they're going through, but we get enough to get that they're going through something major of their own. Like if they had their own show,
0: we would, we would,
1: you know, have a whole story. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. Then we go to the school uh, where obviously the OG Scam France gang is like trying to celebrate Daphne's birthday. And she's like, no, 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 it's no big deal. But they all hug. And that, that's one of the hug scenes where I'm like, okay, guys. But then I only <laughs> mention it because this is then when they also all see Tiff and Tiff is wearing a neck brace. And I'm like, girl, girl. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Committing like, to committing to the bitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody's like, that's on hell
1: of a slap or something like that. Yeah.
0: And so, because at this point, uh, the video has been going around. Everyone knows about it. Yeah. We kind of skipped that part because that was earlier. in, I think in episode two where uh, Daphne was like, the same thing you said, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have done it, but I get it. <laughs> yeah also she's a bitch <laughs> yeah and then um, and then she has like another kind of mini encounter with tiff where again she's like tiff is a fucking bitch and she leaves school which she shouldn't right. be doing as we've established but it's fine yeah. and this is actually where she skipped to go meet uh maya and her friends at another urbex event and this is where we find out like a little bit more about the friends, but we've already kind of talked about it yeah but yeah. maybe this is where we talk about the more as a little bit of a missed missed opportunity here's what i like about the storyline I like that they take the time. They're not just like Insta friends. They take the time to like, she starts going to events with them. She starts kind of like slowly winning some of them over. They start caring for her. I thought it was really lovely and welcoming of them in this episode to like immediately include her in the family picture, even though they're like skeptical of her. Yeah. So I liked all that. I would say there's not enough of them. Yeah. Especially in the second half of the season. Absolutely. And Joe and even Seku kind of
1: remain... Almost like stock characters, yeah, like yeah. cutouts. You know, there's like a cutout of a character there. We know he's a nerd and she's weird, but like, okay, what else about them? So yeah, I I agree that, that they just feel like they're. Def- I'm 100 sure there's more room for them
0: in the. Yeah, in the and even Max is kind of reduced to like jealous ex to a certain extent. That's true. Yeah, totally. Uh, and so yes, I like I like them. I would like more of them. Even even Joe, who I agree with you. It's a little annoying. Like I wanna know them more fully as characters but i think i think that's what you sacrifice when you still have to balance the og which again they do a really good job with them but then all those scenes of like having the og and then going the og at the party all the best like all of that then Mm -hmm. i think then you don't have the space because this season is pretty good at keeping everything between like 15 to 25 minutes right every episode yeah so you maybe just don't have that space yeah um okay and then so. Then we're, we're back home. I, and that's another thing I liked. I like that every episode has like school, home, airbags for the most part. Like there's yeah. a good balance of like showing each of those. And um, Daphne and dad are fighting. I don't even remember about what at this point, probably that the dad is giving too much for Daphne to do. But then Lola, <laughs> Lola comes in to try to help out, but then it kind of just like backfires. And then now it's Lola and dad are fighting. The reason that I mentioned it is because this is the first time that I think Lola is able to verbalize to her dad what she needs from him, which is, I need you to trust me. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, no matter, nothing is ever going to be good enough, you know. So yeah. it just felt very authentic to her and to their relationship. And then this is where she also then tells her dad, you need to fix the thing with Daphne's birthday. And right. he's like, okay, and, help me. Yeah. And so to me, it's another scene that like, maybe doesn't 100% work, but felt very authentic again to Lola as a character. It's like, here's this family. We're all screaming at each other. Specifically, I'm screaming at my dad, who I don't refuse to call dad. But even then, I'm thinking about my sister and like what I can do to mend this family in my own way. Even though she would never tell you that she wants to mend this family, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I love the dynamic of Lola being so... Uh, yeah exactly what you said like she would never admit how much she cares for her sister at least not at this point. Yeah and even to herself says she's so angry and she hates them but clearly doesn't. I mean a little bit's that that's the Basil's influence but or suggestion. Um for me I mean I do like that part of the scene I have to say when Daphne leaves the room that's when Lola says the thing about you have to fix this. Um a little bit in in this scene and then continuing I think that at least in one or two other episodes I feel like Lola starts getting, there's this, um, it's not that she's a perfect character by any means, because she does very many bad things. So that's definitely not the right word. But I mean, it's almost like when she needs to sound like an adult and be way more mature than the people around her, she does. So to to Daphne, she says multiple times, you, uh, you care too much what other people think. Oh, that's important. a very mature perspective. Yeah, yeah. I did like a lot that it gets turned back on her at the end. Yep. So that kind of won me over on that line because I also think Lola's is very precocious and she would be. Yeah. I, I totally believe that she's very like smart in a way where she knows how to read other people and say the thing that's going to hurt them. And I, and I don't mean that because she's a bad person. I just mean because like she's a she she herself is in pain. But the one with the dad was a little bit. I was like a little bit too much. I can't remember now. I thought I wrote down what she what she said. I I didn't and. I think there's some, I don't know. Again, this is like where I'm very confused, but I feel like they start healing her problem as this, it, it's, a, it's, it's a creative choice. Like it's just a writer's choice to to start having her be good in fixing or trying to fix things as opposed to say like the Isak model or okay. any, any number of other seasons. Well, that's, that's
0: part of why I wanted to talk about it episode by episode because okay. I thought it was really fascinating that by the end of episode three, she has started to mentor a relationship with her sister. Yeah. uh, Vocalize to her father what she needs from him. Uh, We know that she has a love interest. We know she's she's like a friend group that seemingly wants to accept her. Right, right. And then one word from her father at the end of the episode, then like, breaks it down again but i don't know i thought that was i don't i don't know if it's the right choice but i thought it was a really interesting one That then suddenly it's like okay and now the cycle will start again yeah yeah that's a good point okay you, you've you've you maybe changed my mind on it so I that, think that, you- that, that that was the point where i was like i think we need to talk about this episode by episode because there's something interesting happening with the structure i don't know if it's all works but i thought yeah. it was really fascinating to make that choice Yeah. Describing it as a cycle is interesting. I hadn't thought about
1: that. And I think that maybe is probably what they were going for. I don't know that that it fully works. At least I didn't pick up on it uh, as I was watching it. And I don't know that it would have worked if I was watching it clip by clip. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely don't think that it's inherently a bad choice. I just think... Something about the way it was executed. And again, I keep going back and forth. Is the writing? Is the directing? I don't know. Something didn't quite make it work for me. And one piece of why I think it didn't work is that she sounds very mature when they need her to be. Or let me rephrase that. She is very mature when they need her to be. And then she turns around and is completely, like, devastatingly immature when they also need her to be. And worse yet, the show, I feel like, doesn't really acknowledge... Her immaturity, in in
0: and like it'll come up in
1: in a more episode, so I don't want to give examples too early. But
0: yeah, I definitely we'll we'll talk about that in the last episode. But I was definitely very afraid about what their stance was on making her go to a mental hospital. I was like okay but what are they saying like
1: there's a lot in here that i feel like is not clear and that's one of those yeah that's one of those things where i mean it's interesting that she actually
0: became addicted while in the hospital and i don't and i do not doubt that that happens
1: oh yeah yeah but they don't
0: then do it, it there's a lot you know what maybe it's yeah, like yeah. all those things of like trying to make anything And like- i think so i think so i think scam france wants to do a lot i think this one worked a little bit more for me because everything at least felt like it was in the same family of a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was like, okay.
1: Like they're all sort of tangentially related to the issue of the family
0: and the mother and paternity. And yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But yes, I do think that they're like, and there's a lot happening. And you're like, (laughs) yes, indeed. I'll actually, so let's finish this episode three, which basically it ends with a surprise 18th birthday for Daphne at the apartment the whole like all of her friends are there which Daphne is freaking miserable at first because she's never invited them there she's sort of like never really let them know whether her family's like monetary situation is Basil tries to be like no one cares she's still like moody about it it's not until basically again kind of what you're saying until Lola comes in and it's like your friends love you get over it <laughs> that she is able to then enjoy it have fun yeah, and, yeah. and all that
1: yeah, there, there are certain like details of execution also in general of like Lola's family situation that I think aren't supportive of this dynamic. So, for example, and the reason why I was asking you even earlier to clarify the timeline of like, so so this information came out about her mother. She ended up in the hospital. She's been an addict since then. Then her mother died. and That's been three years coming. I mean, a three year process, three year story like, I don't buy from the dad and Daphne, there are details that I can't even put my finger on about this family that don't read to me as a family that's been through that. Okay. Um, Lola feels like a character who's been through that, but the other two don't. And I don't know, I, I wish, I feel bad saying it because I, I feel like I can't back it up, but I just couldn't help feeling that. And Maybe more stuff will come up as we go through the
0: episode that'll right. give me a chance to uh... Um All right, so we actually end the episode with uh like I said, uh Lola spiral because her dad comes over. Theory, yeah. Teary, yeah, Teary. She calls him Teary, except at the end she calls him pear. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, she calls him dad in the last scene. Um, Yeah, he basically says to
1: her, thanks for doing that. That was so nice for your sister. Just like she was there for you when you needed her. What do you mean, Thierry? Oh, you know how she told us about your problem. And that's when it comes out that it was Daphne who told the parents that. She was harming herself. Yeah. Which led to the hospitalization.
0: Yeah. And so obviously in Lola fashion, she runs out and goes to party. And that's yes. kind of where we start. She she flips then the I switch accept.
1: into uh totally immature, acting like a 13 year old instead of a 17-year-old, or however
0: old she's supposed to I be. I think um... I think she's supposed to be fifteen or sixteen. Not that that makes not sense. Not that trouble. yeah, it's that's too old for the way she reacts to certain things. Oh yeah. So we see her party, that's where we kind of meet. I'm more I don't know how to say it. The guy she uh her drug dealer friend from from rehab <laughs> when <she> was, Yeah, but <laughs> not rehab, but for uh, from the me- hospital yeah, really. mental hospital. And then she wakes up in Maya's bed, wearing Maya's clothes. Right. <laughs> like, how did this happen? <laughs> um, and Maya is really nice. Maya's like, you called me at like 4 a.m. I picked you up. You threw up on yourself. I changed your clothes. It's yes. fine. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, this is when we see Lola be self-conscious, not, not for any other reason that like, Maya had to change her into clothes, but because Maya saw her scars, right? Mm-hmm. So and That's um, when we find out about the self-harm, I think, actually. I think it's, it's kind of what you're saying that you liked about that first episode where it's like kind of been hinted at, you kind of get it, but this is the confirmation. So again, yeah, they yeah. do, again, what I'm saying that they do, I think they do a really good job with like parsing the information and then confirming it. And that is good writing guys, right? Just because you can guess things doesn't mean that it's bad writing. That is what good writing is supposed to look like. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to
1: like reveal things and get deeper. Yeah.
0: And then this is like a real moment for her. I think she I think she is feeling really mixed feelings about this Daphne revelation. Um, And so she like clings to Maya, tells her I'm an addict and like cries and Maya just comes and hugs her.
1: Yeah, I think the actress of Lola is really good. Really great, actually. She has a really watchable face and she has this like. Angry, vulnerable look down, like Pat. Like she could, she can turn it on immediately. So I think she's really good. Some of her behavior is very adult, like the way she goes into drugs and alcohol, and also the way she picks up random guys and sleeps with them. It's not that teenagers, even younger ones, don't do that. They totally do, but they do it the way teenagers do it, which is not the same as a 35 year old would do it, you know? And I, feel like and I'm sorry if I'm being too critical but I feel like I basically there's a scene where I think she's been talking to mine she says like I was taking lines and I and I don't think this is a result of the translation the fact that I'm reading it in subtitles I got a lot of like go ask Alice vibes from that scene (laughs) do you know what that is is that too early of course course. no of course I've read the west Alice. okay good me too i wasn't sure if if that was like from before your time but yeah so for people listening who don't know it's a book from the i guess like 90s
0: 80s no i think it's even older than that it's even older didn't you did you listen to the you're wrong about episode on it yes i did yeah (laughs) yeah uh so i probably think from 70s anyway it's a book that was
1: published anonymously allegedly the diary of a girl who like starts off by puffing pot at one
0: party and then ends up like like, she doesn't she doesn't even do pot until like i think like six months in it doesn't oh, even yeah, make no, sense they, they it's drug like her right they drug her could, yes yeah. yeah okay sorry
1: you're right they drug her the first time anyway basically like cut to a year later she's like a sex worker drug addict like it's just, yeah. and it's just like drugs are bad downward spiral morality story that then turned out was written by like a weird mormon woman i'm pretty sure she was mormon if my memory serves i think so i think so anyway listen to you're wrong about it. it's an amazing podcast and they did an episode on like with an interview with a guy who wrote a book about the woman who wrote this book. Anyway. Yeah. It's famous for kind of, I don't know, just not being realistic. It's has oh, yeah. somebody who clearly had no idea of anything about drugs. And I kind of was getting a lot of that vibe from this episode, just in terms of like Lola as an addict character. I, ju- I guess I don't buy, I guess that's what I'm saying is the, this, the TLDR of what I've been trying to say about her, that I just, I don't buy her addiction storyline. Not that it's unbelievable that a person would do that or a person her age, completely believable but something about multiple details isn't adding up part of it's the family part of it is her be the way she's directed to behave in these scenes like when she's saying goodbye to the guys you know and like i will say perhaps that it's a matter of taste that it's not that it's wrong or bad it's just maybe i would have preferred like a more yeah i was gonna say
0: approach yeah, i think I think to me it's like this is the scam France version of that story. Yes, I think you're a hundred percent right about that. And so and so it, it worked for me for the yes. like it definitely for the most part worked for me. Uh, I believed it of Lola. The more you mentioned the whole like you know Daphne and Dad don't like kind of don't quite fit. I kind of see that. I definitely I think they do a good job. Like I believe the distance between Daphne and Lola, but like it could have been for a billion reasons. Like, I don't think I would have ever been like, it's because she's been struggling with this very specific problem with her sister, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> because if this is like a three-year thing, like there has been a lot of stuff. That's the that's the entire time we've known Daphne, right? Right, right. That's a good
0: point too. We've actually see, been watching Daphne in her life, I mean, in her stories yeah. for a time as well. Yeah. And And so that's really fascinating as a point, but obviously it's kind of like something we've talked about where like, these are decisions that the writers make three years after. So then you kind of have to know they were going to be doing this. Exactly. I mean, yes,
1: I can't be like mad about that. Like, (laughs) but
0: yes, (laughs) I I think there is something to be said about that. We can retcon a little. But I definitely, uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, I I would say like 90% bought it. Like Mm. this version of this story. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I probably bought like less of a percentage of that, but I totally think that whatever percentage I don't buy is like, it's just because like, you said it perfectly. Like it's the scam friends version of the story, and I probably would have like liked a different version. But but it's it
0: is what it is. Like yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. And so the rest of this episode is a little bit more of like things going wrong for uh, Lola. So like she tries to confront Daphne about the whole like you're the ones who told the parents on me. She is trying to text Maya, and Maya is ignoring her. She sees that uh, Urbex went out without her. I was actually a little bit confused about that. Is Maya
1: ignoring her because of the because of the way she found her? Like no, no Maya
0: is ignoring her because she says I'm an addict.
1: Okay, I mean yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. The whole yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Maya, Maya. conversation her. after, yeah, okay, yes. okay,
1: yeah, yeah. And we find out a little bit later that also Max told her like she's a hot mess, like maybe stay away from her, or something to that effect.
0: Well, Not I think- stay away from her, but like. I think, well, I think she, I don't know if she told them everything, but yeah, I think, yeah, that was, Mm -hmm. yeah. And and again, it's this, I think this back and forth, right? Everything keeps going wrong, but she goes to Elliot, right? She goes to the Mm -hmm. video store instead of going to party. And she later on, like, very deliberately was like, this is a choice I made. Yeah,
1: I like that a lot. That in terms of, like, especially her "Quote unquote addict
0: storyline." That yeah, I love that su- little sub. Yeah, and and she part. comes in and he's like, want to talk about it? And she's like, he's like, she's like, no. He's like, want to watch a Chaplin movie? He's she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. And so like, I I I like the idea of Elliot being the safe space for someone who he feels is a kindred spirit to him. Yeah, maybe maybe you disagree as the audience with that, but he seems to like. I buy it enough. Even even the scene where they get drunk together, I buy it enough. That yes, to me it works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people were being really weird about like he's that much older than him. Like he's like nineteen. She's like. 16 like calm down guys yeah like didn't you guys
1: have a friend in college like when you're like Like, 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 calm calm down also he's her big sister's friend
0: like it's not like impossible it's like he picked her up at a bar you know like and then things just keep again getting worse for this is an episode where things keep getting like progressively worse for Lola there are a couple of those yeah yeah oh yeah that's that's the other thing it's like how weak is uh a lot of the week like half the season (laughs) of the season that's the scam france way i don't know what to tell you i if we like if you rewatch season three like lucas is like crying every other episode like it's like (laughs) sobbing and that's when we find out that there is an instagram account making fun of her tiffany sucks like we all know it's tiffany yeah and i thought this was another interesting moment daphne wants to do something about it lola's like drop it and okay. then death, yeah. they have a fight in the hallway, pretty public, in front of the whole, like, French squad. Yeah. And then the French squad get mad at Lola. Yeah. Like, why are you treating her this way? Okay, yeah. yeah. Because Iman is, like, Iman goes off on her and basically Lola is, like, I'm doing this because I love her. Like, mm-hmm. Tiff ruins life. Why would I drag more people into yeah. my mess? Here's the thing. And here's,
1: like, something about the way the season treats Lola. It Going back to, like, mature, immature... Her behavior and attitude is very, very like angsty, hurt teenager. It is very believable and very real. And any and most like angsty teenagers watching this would super identify with that. But the thing is, they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> and,
0: but, okay. But okay. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that the writers agree with Lola in this scene because what do they end the scene with? With Emma being like, hey pushing people away, not the way to do it. I have experience on this. But I think that's part of what Lola has to ultimately learn. Yes. And they do push that message on her a couple of times. Yeah. But I think Lola is very good at lying to herself. I think a part of her is saying that another part of her is like, afraid of tiff like
1: genuinely completely i i actually love that dynamic and that quality of her as a character and i think it's a very like sophisticated quality for a character where somebody who's so smart and precocious like i said and like good at lying and good at manipulating but not in a malicious way but in a way that protects herself right i think that's what they're going for but there are certain scenes and this is one of those that fails for me in that because I thought it was really interesting the way they did it. I don't know that it totally worked for me. I just thought it was really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually think it's a really good scene, weirdly. But here's the part that bumps for me. Iman, uh, Imani tells her, you know, she your sister's trying to help you. Like, how dare you talk to her that way? And Lola defends herself by saying, I'm trying to protect her. You don't know how bad Tiffany is. And Imani, who we know is kind of a badass and had a great season and is also very smart and very, like, speaks her mind, just kind of, like ugh, like, makes a face, huffs, and walks away. And I feel like no one, including Emma, never points out that's all well and good. And maybe that's even true, what you're saying. You do not get to talk to your sister that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean about the show. Not never, but there are definitely moments of her behavior that are unacceptable, that do not have consequences and are not a lesson. It's almost like the show is constantly saying like, yeah, but she suffered. So her behavior can be excused. And no, like, yes, she suffered. That is super valid. But part of her recovery needs to be recognizing that that suffering is not an excuse to treat Mm -hmm. other people poorly. That Mm -hmm. her fear of being rejected is not an excuse to be bitchy to Maya or to anyone else. And any apology she makes to any of them is kind of empty until she has that recognition. And I don't think the show ever fully like hits those notes. Almost like the show doesn't acknowledge that to be true. So I don't know, that's, that's like this on like something about that angsty teenager in her, the show seems to consider is like good and normal, (laughs) you know, or like, or like the fact that because she suffered, we can understand his behavior. We can, that's true. And this actually ties into later things we'll talk about with, with uh, mental health and addiction. And I think doesn't even somebody, maybe Elliot say to her something like, something to the equivalent of you can't help how you feel, but you can help how you act. It's not that wording, but I'm annoyed that I can't remember, but never mind.
0: Yeah. So then, then we kind of go back home for a little bit. And the only reason I want to highlight this, is because I, I think this is like the one sort of family threat that to me doesn't work, uh, which is uh, Daphne is like, I don't want us to be mad anymore. And this is where Lola kind of gives her a little spiel about like, there's a picture of you and dad and mom on the hallway and I'm not there Yes, and that's how I feel and I'm like I and they had shown us the picture before but it just felt like very story beat yes. in a way that I, I like
1: t- totally wrote that scene down where that's another example of the exact kind of scene that I was just talking about where I'm like that's a very angsty like yes that is how a 16 year old maybe pr- more appropriately a 12 or 13 year old or maybe even 14 year old would think and feel but it's not true and
0: no one ever corrects it you know yeah i can't like i guess i think i would have felt better if daphne even if daphne then does the thing she does eventually where she buys the frames which i'm still like i don't understand why we can't i mean we can just reuse the frame you have at home like whatever anyway that's the
1: thing it doesn't pay off yeah that the buying that's why that's why it makes me
0: that's why i don't love it because i don't think it has a like i'll think so many of the other things have really get payoffs this one i'm like ah whatever also wait, why do you need two? Just buy one. They're like ten euros. Like this <laughs> yeah. is really stressing me out. <laughs> exactly. First of all, you can just take out the picture. But
1: even that is like acknowledging that what she said is true, and it's not. It's so not. Anyway, true. I
0: wish. I wish that even obviously Even if she did buy the like frame later. Even if in this moment I would like Daphne to be like, I'm sorry that made you feel the way, but like no, right. So I kind of wish that it had like one more beat there for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even if she said, I'm sorry, it made you feel that way. We did not mean it that way. It, that's not, we do not feel that way, but you are right that it's not a good look. Let's just change yeah, the picture. Yeah, exactly. You have so yeah. many other ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's part of that family, like, where something about them don't feel like they've
0: all been through this problem in the last few yeah, years. Yeah. But also, like, they've been through this problem- to an extent with mom too. Like we're talking about two addicts in a family. That's true. That,
1: and in fact, you saying that makes me think that's not a layer that's like that examined even. But that goes back to the too many things maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I think they kind of have to put a lot of the angst of the mom at rest at this point. They're like, it's there, it's in the background, it's important, but it can't be the focus anymore because we've shifted. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, okay, we've shifted. We're moving along. <laughs> uh, and so we're moving along back to the Mela t- uh, train. So uh, Maya and Lola uh, meet up again. Maya is trying to apologize for ghosting her. And Lola is drunk and a bitch. And basically doesn't want to doesn't hear her. Maya's like, are you drunk? Lola's like, yes. Maya's like, I want to talk to you when you're not drunk. Lola's like, good luck with that. That L- would be never. <laughs>
1: I I kind of do love her despite like being a terrible
0: Yes, yes. That was like such a terrible angsty scene. I loved it. Like I, I loved was like, it. I do. Uh and then, but then because it's scam friends, they can't just leave it there. They're like, and then she's gonna call her drug dealer friend, meet him in the hotel he's gonna like make a pass at her and she's gonna have to lock herself up in the room <laughs> and call for reinforcement yeah so that's kind of like how episode five starts with elliot coming in and saving her i can't actually yeah, the guy a gets lot. Violent. It's a yeah. lot it's a it's lot it's really dramatic he gets violent and then she has a call so you don't really need it but
1: whatever it's yeah. there it's not just the fact that they chose to escalate it to that extent which like we could argue is needed or not i don't know but they do it so sentimentally and over the top. Like he's coming in, in and okay, slow I, I, motion. I think, I think that's what I mean.
0: It's so over the top. That's yes. the part where I'm like, it's so over the top. Yeah. Yeah. In
1: in execution, I also wrote at some point that if the music, if you just took out the soundtrack, not the music like playing at a party, but like the the score. From this season, I would love, I would like this show like easily seventy percent more, <laughs>
0: okay. because there but I think are... that's that's all the the scam France juice. Yes, yes like, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know, and
1: I'm sure people out there will love it, but I'm sorry when two people are having a heart to heart and that little like tinkling piano comes in, the like soft like nineties like do do do. I don't even know what the tune they're playing. It's like these little tinkling keys. I just want to like rip my earphones out because
0: i can't i can't anyway but yeah so elliot ends up bringing her home and obviously like lucas and elliot at this point live together so like lucas is being so judgy and always hear them fighting he's such a kind of dick. a dick kind, he's of, a kind dick. of a little he's yeah he's kind of a dick yeah. uh, i mean it feels in character but also i'm like come on dude yeah, I actually think this
1: goes to interesting places with regards to, and this is a part of the story that I really loved and it, it pays off later when she and Elliot are at the bar in that conversation yeah. where she's saying yeah. about how like they look at us like we're
0: different, which we can talk about them, but well, I, I do like well, that. Ed, there's another conversation. I don't think it's in this episode, but in another episode where he's so like, I'm not really that bothered about you guys being friends, but like, you know, like I'm just worried about who's going to bring the other one down. And I'm like, my man. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot to say. <laughs> to a 16-year-old addict. Like, what? <laughs> and also, like, talk to your boyfriend about that. Exactly. I'm like, like why are you telling her?
1: Yeah, like, and like, you, how are you guys having a healthy relationship if you're, like, nervous about him having a breakdown? Like, either trust and him or don't.
0: And he's, like, lying to you about going to see Urban. Yes. Place. Like, okay. Yeah, yes. So.
1: that I think that comes up either in this episode, or maybe we missed it already, but he basically I lies. Think we, uh,
0: I think we... You accidentally skipped it. Yes, yeah, he
1: lies to Lucas in front of Lola and how they met or how they hung out. He says yeah. at the DVD store, but obviously we know they hung out at the urbex party. Um, and that's significant
0: tiny little piece of their story. Yeah, and and she's all he's all like, well, now we live together, and I just need some of my space. And she's like, my space. I I love that language. Like she kind of like over she doesn't judge him, she accepts him, and I think that's I think that's an important beat for them actually. Yeah, for better or for worse, completely. Yeah, it brings them together where it's like. Having your own secrets? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we, we understand each other. <laughs> and actually, like, this is, this is, I would argue this is kind of like Elliot's big episode with her. Where, so he brings her home. She, she gets a reminder text. That's where she tells him, I'm supposed to go get my, like, drug test right now. But what's the point? And she's like, he's like, the point is accountability. You're yes. going to go there to prove that you're accountable. To prove that you want change. Finally, she's like, someone... And she's like, I don't know if I want to change. And he's like, well, you know what? I think you're going to find that reason, but let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I, I just think that he is, has such a perspective that he genuinely can, under- he does not have the same problems with her, but yeah. he does, he speaks in a language she understands when no one else around her can. I honest to God, this conversation is making me think
1: I would have preferred a season that paired way back on everything else including her relationship with Daphne, like that is the trouble behind her. And it's about her friendship with Elliot and how he helps her or how their friendship changes her, I should say, because you're right there. There's like a spine of the story that's missing. I think there's a lot of things that are happening, but I didn't necessarily feel that kind of super directed through line yeah, and yeah. I think I wonder if Elliot could have been that or the friendship with Elliot I think it's kind of there the bones are there but it's just yeah. like there's too many other things going on um I did love the moment when he asks her uh well do you want to change and she
0: says I don't know yes I thought that, that was really like the most honest moment and it's coming halfway through the season so I yeah. totally 100% believe it so Elliot ends up going to the lab with her and he waits out outside for her and then he kind of like obviously this is not a pit per crow but he he shares with her that he's bipolar right so he's like Mm -hmm. look you you just did this vulnerable thing I'm going to be vulnerable with you too and he's trusting her and they both acknowledge what that looks like and then they have like sort of this honest conversation about like feeling suicidal at different times of their lives Mm -hmm. right Uh, and so again a lot of this really worked for me and then he's all like what about Maya she's like I'm a mess (laughs) Like, well, when you love someone, you'll accept their faults. So that's probably the, my least favorite part, but we yeah, got yeah.
1: to put the, the romance in there, I'm right? fine with that. It's the music in the scene that drove me crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to harp <laughs> on that
0: over and over. <sighs> and then, uh, and then essentially we, then we have Lola and Daphne going to the groceries. Uh, Lola apologizes. And this is where the frame things happen. So it even happens within the same, like basically episode four is set up. There was a private face off, uh, but I'm just. I was really stressed out. I was with Lola, where it was like, "Why are you buying two frames? They're like twenty euros. You only have like forty euros in the account." Yeah, feature. Like, yourselves. I'm really stressed out right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like I know
1: you're trying to do a nice gesture, but like it's <laughs> it doesn't make
0: sense. Like your gesture, the message of your gesture is not clear. <laughs> and then through this whole thing is happening from Maya, who's their cashier. Daphne immediately is like, "Oh, you know each other," but you know it it's doesn't put crappy.
1: pieces together exactly. Yeah, yet. not
0: quite, not quite, not yet.
1: I have showing her the scar in my notes. And I don't remember. I think that's Maya showing Daphne the scar, but did I, I think actually that, I think I scribbled it in the wrong place. I think that happened in the earlier episode. That is, no that is that is uh, assumed. soon oh it is that this is one this okay season. yeah it so is this but may maya reveals that she was in the car when her parents had an accident and her father was dr- drunk and that's why they
0: crashed yeah so basically they immediately they actually get a chance to actually talk to each other and it's this moment where okay. they, they get to be honest maya is like you're right i was like avoiding you and this is why like i was in the car she shows her the scar through, I can't go through that with someone again, kind of yeah, she effect. says like I can't and then shes said I can't get attached to someone again and not be able to help them. And Lola's like, please tell me you didn't just text me because you want to help me. right She's like, that's not what I'm looking for, like especially uh-huh. right now where and and then, this is what my says I'm sorry, I tried that because sometimes like the cheesy moments work. She's like, I like I texted you because when you're not here, I miss you. uh-huh. <laughs>
1: I liked it. I liked it. But you're right. Uh, sometimes the cheesy moments work. But I, and I will say it's 100 percent the credit of the of the two actors. Like, I I don't know the, <laughs> that that line would have worked in any other
0: context. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we have a little bit more of Tiffany continuing to be a bitch when Lola and Daphne can't play for the for their lunch. Mm hmm. Oh, and then basically uh, Lamif specifically Sekou, is able to prove that it is Tiffany, like we all knew, who's running the Instagram account, who's bullying them. And they hack her account. Yeah, he like hacks into her. That's one of those, there's a lot of like details
1: of things that are... But the show, the show is like so high drama, but there's details they don't pay attention to. And I think it's never a good combination. Uh, they're like, they're like, you're not going to question it. Just
0: go with it. Yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. And that, that bugs me. And one of those is the hacking. I mean, I know there's a fine line, like nobody should get carried away with too much detail, especially about things like hacking, like who gives a fuck. But in this case, it was just like, they were, like, they were like, he
0: found her through her phone number. And I was like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. No, but yes, for sure. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. And I totally, I also thought it was interesting that they ask her what she wants to do, but then they make the choice for her. I don't know what that, like, uh, you want, oh, you, they're like, do you want to, do you want to hack her account and get revenge or do you want to just delete it? And she's that's like. That's right. And then they end up just doing it themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. And that never gets addressed, really. No one ever says anything about it.
0: <laughs> no, no one ever really says anything about it. Like, Tiff gets mad for like five seconds and then Lola's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it gets deleted. And then, the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, I guess it's a nice thing that they're doing for her, blah, blah, blah. But it was interesting. I will say, now, when we are back home this time, we do see that Daphne and... Lola are eating the pasta with no sauce, which we knew because they weren't able to afford the sauce due to the frames. Uh, But more importantly, we are able to see that Daphne is not eating. Uh, And so they've been again, slowly sort of bringing this eating disorder thing that we did theoretically have in season two. We don't know. We haven't seen it. (laughs) But yes, and, and in fact, we get the fact that Manon is worried. Basil is worried. I don't know if we've mentioned that too. This is where Lola gets to find out that Charles and Daphne used to be a thing, which I thought. Oh yeah, it. that was really funny. <laughs> and then their electricity goes out. Oh, and then we find out her dad's not been going to work for yeah. a month. Yeah. And then when they confront him, he just breaks down, and then they all hug. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And then it never gets resolved. No! In fact, later he talks about having to get to work, and I'm yeah, like, he, yeah. Apparently, he like went over and was like, sorry guys, remember how my wife died? And they're like, okay, but don't do it again. Uh, I guess. I know. I know. In France, it's not like here. They have a lot of like social
1: actually concerns and safety nets for each other. So maybe that's a thing that happens. I feel like some he would get fired, though, um, to just not show up. It's not like he said, I need bereavement leave. He just didn't show up. Sorry. Yes, okay. For sure. Just pointing, just one of those details that I was no, like, what?
0: no. It's, it's again, I think it's just like trying to do too much. Like that could have been a whole storyline in itself. Uh, yeah. I do think they do a very good job of like sort of tracking dad's grief throughout and yeah. sort of his overwhelmness of being the sole provider for this family, of being like a single dad at this point. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hello, listeners. This is Liska breaking in to let you know Gabby and I got carried away as usual talking about scam friends. So we've decided to cut it off halfway about. Next half we'll release as soon as we get it ready for you all. I hope you've enjoyed so far and you come back for more. Thank you. Bye.